Okay, for those of you who joined us last episode, we talked about the top 20 reasons why businesses fail. And we left you with a little bit of a cliffhanger that we were going to uh, kind of address some of those reasons and, uh, and, and kind of tackle it. So here you are. You've got your hosts, Ryan Murray and Ryan Owens with the show Marketing Management and Money. We were reviewing the top 20 reasons startups fail. This is from CB Insights. So we appreciate the folks at CB Insights taking the time to come up with a pretty good list. I, I've seen different lists and uh, I feel like this one has uh, has some really you know uh, like they did their, they yeah. did their homework they took their time to really look into the specific reasons yeah. here not just general categories of what you put on your divorce papers I don't know <laughs> are you hinting at something no I don't know perfect I so, just, <laughs> I, I, I'm just jumping back into the episode like I'm not even gonna know, go right? down wherever wherever you were trying to take that. So um, if you didn't listen to last episode, I would highly recommend that you listen to last episode because this is part two and, uh, you know, it's usually better to start with part one, but hey, you do what you do, you man. And if you're here because you listened to part one (laughs) and you're waiting for part two, then our cliffhanger works. Perfect. (laughs) So um, as we mentioned in part one, this is a list for the top 20 reasons startups fail. However, there's a lot of crossover between startups and existing businesses. And so the order might shift a little bit. But honestly, this is what you got to look out for. And so... uh, so we're going to go through this. Now, we went through the list kind of bottom up and right. uh, and we covered every single aspect. I don't think that we're going to cover every single aspect on this one. I really want to dig into it. And the way that I want to look at it is I want to start grouping these because there are some common threads. I know that there are different reasons, but there mm-hmm. are some common threads that you know I see happen through this list. For example... And we're going to touch on this a little bit later, but, uh, you know, number two ran out of cash. Yeah, I was just looking at that. <laughs> and, and and then you've got... Uh, pricing what, and cost issues. Pricing and cost issues. That This is, do you understand your financial statements? You know, because they both link back to an understanding of financial statements. And then, you know, so, so there are some things that... Uh, you know, that we're going to, that we're going to talk about there. But the first one that I actually want to get into is kind of this, uh, so lose focus, lack passion. Um, where, where were the other ones? Burnout. Yeah. All of these are when the entrepreneur just gets to a point that they're just like, Whatever, and <laughs> yeah, you you might it's, it's certainly one of the reasons, right? Yeah, you might have some variation into exactly how you're experiencing that, and we all experience that, right? And that's why I want to kind of start with this one, is because it's like, okay, you know, at at some point you're going to be tired, you're going to be like, why am I doing this? Why do I even care? Yeah. How do, how do you get through that? How do you, I mean, do you just muscle through it and be like, oh, I'm tough. I can do this. Yeah. Do, do you step back? Do you, how so, do you get through that? Uh, short answer. I think it's, you be tough and you muscle through it. Right. I, I would I, agree. Uh, I know that's not the easy answer or whatever, but that's not why we're entrepreneurs. Right. <laughs> like entrepreneurialism is it's not an easy thing. Right. Right. So I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm actually 
listening to an audiobook right now. I was going to suggest this to you. I think you should uh I think you should check this out. Okay. It's uh by David Goggins. It's called um Can't Hurt Me. So, huh. okay. This dude is and, and I'm not I'm I'm only partway into the book, but I'm like floored by it. <laughs> this dude does not hold anything back. He's a a Navy SEAL like been through the ringer, how the worst upbringing I think I've ever heard of in my life. Like some of the things that he experienced are, is just unreal. Okay. Right. And as a kid, he, he survived. Like the dude is a survivor. He's uh-huh. ingenious in, in the ways he's, uh, you know, c- coming up with ways to, to get out of situations one way or another. Right. Like he's very creative, but the whole book is about his, mental toughness and his tenacity and um, drive, right? And and what he says in the book, he's just like, motivation sucks. And he says it in no uncertain terms, right? Like it's <laughs> every which way with every word you can imagine. But, uh-huh. So I don't recommend it for anybody younger than 18, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, it's a really good book in terms of mental toughness. And he's just like, you have to callous your mind. You have to build up that resiliency and your reason why has to trump everything. And you have to know the pain will end. And so it's just like, you get up and you do it. It sucks, but you do it. Mm -hmm. And you seek out things that suck because it makes you better and stronger, right? It, it basically pushes you to that next level. And I mean, if that's not a, uh, what entrepreneurs are all about, I don't know what is, man. Because so, we're gluttons for punishment in a lot of ways. Ooh, I, ah, man, you hit on some good things there. And this is the one that I really want to pull out. I've worked with entrepreneurs that to them, it's kind of a, a fun little you know, hobby business. They're like, Oh, I, I love meeting new customers and it's, you know, it's so much fun being creative. Yeah. But then when you get down into the trenches and you're like, okay, did you do your financials this month? No, no I, I haven't done, I haven't for the done last that three years. All right. Are you sticking to your strategic plan? Well, it, I mean, I changed my mind kind <laughs> of, but we're doing new stuff now. Yeah. And, and, and I'm like, dude, let me just be really clear. Not everything in your business is fun. It never will be. And if you just want to play, fine, go ahead and play. But you Take up golfing. You better either have a solid management team that's going to cover for all of the stuff that you're blowing off, or your business is going to start going under because... You have to do the little, you have to get dirty in your business. And there are going to be days where you're going to hate your business. You're going to be like, Ugh, I don't want to do this. doesn't matter. You do it. And yeah. that doesn't mean that all of it has to be drudgery. Like you can still enjoy getting out and interacting with the customers. You can still enjoy just, you know, yeah. uh, what, whatever you do. I mean, some people, they just want to put their headphones on and, and program and, you know, it's like, don't bug me today. If that's your, you know, level of enjoyment, great. That's fine. But you still have to do the stuff that you might not want to do. For sure. And just get it done. Dude. Yeah, exactly. Like. Get used to getting it done. Yeah. So, okay, that 
that that one's really uh, really good, and I I, th- I think we touched on on some things I, there. <laughs> I kind of feel like you you thought I might say something you might not quite agree with, and so you think there would be like this bigger discussion around it. But we're just totally on the same page. And it's like let's do this. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> Maybe. I, I mean, so, I know you pretty well, but sometimes you still throw me. So yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I, I want to, into this next one, I want to talk about some of the marketing side of things. I mean, Ooh, this, okay. hit, this hit number one, no market need, yeah. which is huge. Yeah, that's a big one. Uh, but you've also got things such as poor marketing, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and I'm looking at product mistimed. I would actually put that yeah. as uh, a big part of the, uh, you know, big part of the marketing. User unfriendly product. Oh, yeah. You know, like not understanding the, uh, the customer. Get out competed, uh, you know. So, so well, all pricing. Of, I mean, there there are elements of these that are finance, but there are elements of these that are marketing as well, like pricing and cost issues. Yeah, like you should know by your market research what your market will bear and what they won't bear. And so, if you've got some sort of issues, I would come back to your marketing efforts and take a look at. Okay, are we are we priced too high for our market? Have we talked to our market about this? Do I, they? Are they the ones giving the bad feedback or is this strictly an internal thing, you know? Yeah. The the number one thing with everything that you're saying here that I have seen is just businesses skipping steps. Yeah. Where they're just like, I don't know how to do market research. And so they kind of just brush over market research or right. no market need. Like, well, I didn't actually talk to my customers, but I really like this. Yeah. You know, or my customers gave oh, me some feedback, but, yeah, you know, I'm still going to do it one. my way. Yeah. Well, and I feel like a lot of times there's, there's so many good intentions with entrepreneurs and small business owners, right? Because mm-hmm. we want to do all these things a lot of times. It's just we don't have time. There's not enough time in the day. I mean, when you're right. already working an 18 plus hour day and you're like, I really need to do that market research and it's two o'clock in the morning and you're like, I I need to go to bed, man. I have to. But then does that come back to, I don't know. And, that, and I'm going to come back to this book because this is kind of on my mind, right? Okay, but it's okay. like, at what point, I mean, you obviously, you want to have things that you control in your day that you can have these wins and, and whatnot, but at what point is it like you're killing yourself? Literally, like, mm. I mean, if I, I've always said, <laughs> I've always said that if there are two things that I could get rid of in this world, it'd be eating and sleeping. Oh, I love both of those things. <laughs> to me, it's just like I'm putting crap in my body to be able to continue to function, and sleeping is like I'm closing my eyes and wasting eight hours so that I could continue to function. No, I. <sighs> but then there are like people like David Goggins who sleeps like four hours a night. I don't get that. Uh-huh. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. But but here's the thing. You're kind of talking about just push it harder, push it harder, push it harder. And I'm going to pull back a, a second and I'm going to say one of the interesting things about a lot of businesses is we set our own pace. We blame it on our customers. We blame it on our vendors. Right. But we really set our own pace. Oh, for and, sure. Because know, we, we let ourselves get caught up in this, this swift water current, so to speak, of of business and it's like, oh, we have to go faster, 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 sure. faster, faster. You know, you so don't, you don't have to go faster. I, I, I was, uh, I was working with this business once and they were talking about this idea of being so stressed and trying to push harder and all this kind of stuff. And, and I pointed out to him, I said, Hey, just so you know, you could actually back off a lot of what you're doing 
and your company would be more profitable. Now, your sales would go down, yeah. but you're spending a lot of money pushing these sales. Driving sales is expensive. Right. And I'm like, you really could actually back off and be more profitable. So if your issue is that you don't have enough time in the day, just back off. Now, being the typical entrepreneur, there's like, I'm not backing off. Like, I, you know, yeah. you, you would think that I just went to them and, you know, just told them to like, you know, disown their family. There's like, right. I'm not doing that. I have honor, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. and, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to explain. I'm like, well, well, what is your goal? If your goal is to have more time and more money, then back off because you'll be more profitable with, you know, less effort put into it. Right. But there was, you know, this ego that- It's like, and, oh, I can do more. Yeah. And, and we talked about ego in, in part one, where it's like, look, you, you got to leave the ego at the door. Yeah. And, and there's this ego that is like, oh, I got to do more, got to do more, got to do more. And, you know, and, and so I, I look at it, you know, jumping back to the actual marketing side of things, like there's this balance of, yes, you do need to stay on top of it. It's disciplined. It's not aggressive, but it's consistent. Yeah. And so if you want to be good at marketing, marketing is not really all that, you know, mystical as some people think it is. Right. It's actually very disciplined, like yeah. doing the right things consistently. It's very similar to like exercise. Yeah. You know, if you exercise consistently over a long period of time, you will see results. Right. If you market consistently over a long period of time, you will see results. And that's just how it works. But like with exercise, most people come January, there's like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And they kill themselves for a month and then they're just like, oh, I'm done. And I'm then, never doing that again. Yeah. And that's how they treat marketing is they're just like, okay, now we're going to do it. And they just push, push, yeah. push for a month. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, most marketing efforts take three, six, six months. months, 12 months, yeah. two years is not too far of a stretch for a good marketing campaign. Yeah. Well, and we've gotten so far away from patience in the marketing oh, realm yeah because of the instant internet results, online instant social data. media yeah it's like these things have all of a sudden become immediate these these few small elements and they make such a big difference but you still have to apply that same level of patience and discipline because just like anything if you're looking at a very small set of data it's not likely that you're going to be very accurate, right? <laughs> right. If you look at a much larger set of data, you're going to be much more accurate. You're going to mm -hmm. be much more capable and able and ready to go attack that market because of, because of that patience, right? Yeah. Uh, man, I, I've never actually thought of it that way, but marketing is a very patient game, which is oh, yeah. funny because most you know, like salespeople are not patient people. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and maybe that's why I've never thought of marketing as being a patient game, but it really is because gathering data takes time. Doing market research right. takes time. Waiting to see if your campaigns are working takes time. Building relationships takes time. Like it, it yeah. all screams patience. And I'm like, yeah, that, that's, that's really cool es insight. Thank especially, you. Especially, especially when you, don't seem to be, you don't seem to be getting the results you want to get. Oh yeah. Right. If, if your marketing efforts at first blush look like they're tanking, it's so difficult, especially again, especially in today's day and age, it's so difficult to hang on to that and be like, okay, what's really going to happen? Mm -hmm. I've only been at this for two weeks or I've only been at this for a month. 
what's really going to happen in the long term. Now, I'm not saying that a failing campaign is always going to turn itself around, but there's definitely merit and value to, to setting a plan, creating a strategy based on solid information. You're making some, you know, you develop your hypotheses, you make some educated guesses with, to the best of your ability, and then you apply those and you give them time mm-hmm. to run their course. And once you do that, then you have a whole other set of data that you can refine that off of. So if it's going downhill, then you know, you know, and, and obviously you want to operate within certain parameters. I mean, if it just straight up tanks, then you know pretty quick. Right, sure. Like, I can't remember what year it was. They introduced uh, a new color of Honda Civic to the market. Okay. And it was apparent immediately that the market hated it. And it was like some orange color. I think it was in the 90s. Uh-huh. But it was like some orange and it just tanked. And so it's like, okay, we're not doing orange again. You know what I mean? And I, honestly, I don't think they ever have since then. So <laughs> learn from awesome. the big boys. That's awesome. Okay. So let's grab another topic here. You know, another yeah. group, if you will. Yeah. I want to grab some management topics. Oh, um, sure. Yes. I think that, I mean, we are marketing management of money, but there are a few of these that kind of have dual or triple roles, right? Right. They There's a lot of crossover. And, and marketing as well. But number three on the list is, number three on the list is not the right team. And then you come down a few and you have a product without a business model. You have ignoring customers, product mistimed, um, disharmony among teams slash investors. There are a few more down as well. As we yeah, go down, yeah, I, but. I want to throw in didn't use network. Um, okay. It, yeah. It, 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 it's a little bit on the fringe of this one, but it kind of goes back to those people skills, like yeah. surrounding yourself with the right people internally and externally. Well, and it still aims directly at the point that I want to make, which is like we've already talked about leaving your ego at the door, mm-hmm. right? If you, as a management team or as a manager or business owner, entrepreneur, whatever you are, if you're the one calling the shots or if you're on a team that's calling the shots and you're so caught up in your own good ideas and, and the way you want to do things that you start edging out what your customers want or you start or, or you start ignoring the information of those on your team or those in your network, mm. that can be really, really detrimental yeah. to, to small businesses, right? Yeah. So talking about, you know, ignoring team members ignoring things i i want to uh i want to look at number three here it was uh, not, not the, the right, right team. team so this is an interesting one okay because here's here's the argument that i'm going to make uh, you know you're, you're saying like are you ignoring the feedback that you're getting a lot of times we think it's not the right team when in reality we're just ignoring the information we're not we're not taking the appropriate feedback and i'm going to i'm going to throw this out there i would argue that um this doesn't happen as often as we think um i think that it's more often that it's not the wrong team and mm-hmm. people don't work through their their differences yeah and so you know, if you feel like you've got the wrong team in place, this is what I'm going to recommend. Take a pause and try to go at it from a different angle. 
And then if that doesn't work, take a pause and try and go at it from a different angle and really try this several times because oftentimes you've got the right people. in Now, if you, if you have the wrong person and you know it's the wrong person, you've got to take action. But I'm, I'm going to give a kind of a, a personal scenario. So sure. I had a situation where uh, I was bringing someone onto my team and we uh, – we we had you can't talk about me when I'm right here. You know that, right? <laughs> like I'm the, gonna hear you. The, 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 this is actually this the, this is Chris, and I can use his name because everything <gasps> I'm gonna say is super positive. Who's about Chris? Him. I know. Just kidding. <laughs> so, um, we 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 were looking at bringing someone new on to the team, and um, we we met with two people, and I'm gonna leave the other guy's name off because we didn't go with that person. Carl. Sure, David. Whatever. John. You name it. James. Is there a Lynn after any of these names? <laughs> <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> so um, when we met with Chris, he was, and I'm going to use the term abrasive. Oh, yeah. And I looked at that and I thought to myself, you've got all of the skill sets that I need, but your personality and my personality don't know how to work together right now. Yeah. And I'm so glad that I trusted my judgment that he was the right person. And I'm like, that's okay. We will work through this. That first month together was rough. It was really rough. Okay. And we were just sitting there, you know, kind of button heads. We each had our way of wanting to do things and it just wasn't working very well. But after that first month, you know, and, and we, we kept at it, we stayed professional the entire time. After that first month, we started to recognize each other's strengths and weaknesses. But here's the thing. Chris complimented my skill set. He wasn't like me. And that's why we were butting heads is because yeah. he wasn't a mirror image of me. And so it was uncomfortable to have someone who didn't do things the way that I did, who didn't think the way that I did. Mm -hmm. And because he didn't do things the way that I did, we complimented each other and we really were able to, you know, move the needle a lot farther than just having a mirror image of me, someone that I could get along with, someone that was comfortable. And so I stepped outside of my comfort zone. And to this day, Chris and I are great friends. You know, we still, uh, you know, we still have a solid camaraderie. And, you know, when we were working together, uh, we, we were solid after we got through some of that initial. And so when you look at not having the right team, I'm going to say, you know, are you surrounding yourself with people who are complementary to your skill set? And if you mm -hmm. are, there's going to be a rub, you know, yeah. and that's okay. It's not a problem to have yeah. that rub, right? but, you know, work through it and get to where it, it, it's no longer abrasive and yeah. to where it's now complementary and it's really going to push the organization forward. And so, so that's right. what I'm looking at when, you know, when I'm talking about management and, you, you know, you pointed out some of these things um, that, that would go along. And I know I kind of pulled it into my own little direction. No, it's, it's, it's good. Like it's basically where I wanted to take it with you got to set your ego aside because I love the fact that you didn't just say, well, you know, if a, a different personality comes in, then you just cave. I mean, that's not the message you're conveying, right? right? This is, let's work through this together. I assume you and Chris are both strong personality types. Oh, yeah. Right. And uh, that doesn't, 
you know, neither of you are going to cave to the other, right? Exactly. That's, and that's not the point. That's not what you're saying. I look at this kind of as um, if you hire somebody that's like, if you're a strong personality, if you're, if you're, um, if you've got a strong skill set, if you're a strong manager or whatever, you're, you're like a pillar in the business, right? And if you hire people that are just like you, you're, you're only supporting that one pillar, mm-hmm. right? But if you have, if you hire somebody that's complementary to you, thinks differently, um, thinks about things from a different angle, goes about things from a, in a different way, you, you almost have these two pillars as long as you can, you know, get them to lift the same roof essentially. Right. Mm-hmm. And once, once you do that, it's so much stronger, so much better than having just one, one strong person in the group. Right. 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 Absolutely. You, you now have this like synergistic, very capable kind of a machine that's able to work through things in a lot of different ways that otherwise you would, you wouldn't have. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's super valuable to a small business that needs to be agile, needs to be able to tackle things in different ways and take on different beasts, you know? Right. So we are kind of running short on time, but geez, man, I, I know. It, I really like, like this one. I, yeah, I do too. This th- this has been awesome. And I, we're not going to extend it to part three, but we really could. <laughs> Maybe so on, we part, on part three. <laughs> part 17. I know, right? <laughs> well, it'll, it'll be like, uh, you know, the Star Wars saga that never ends. I know, right? But um, we really need to touch on all of the finance side of it, you know, and uh, we mentioned right at the first that we were going to look at that uh, cash flow piece, uh, pricing and cost issues. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm looking looking down here, and uh, you know, kind of seeing a pivot gone bad. That uh, oftentimes that's that's kind of a, a financial thing. No financing or investor interest. You know, basically, like you don't have the numbers where the numbers need to be, and. I, I've seen in my experience that the biggest issue here is people take their household budgeting knowledge and think that that's mm. sufficient to manage a business. Yeah. Now, there's nothing wrong. I mean, if you're great at knowing how to grocery shop and pay your utilities and you've got A-plus credit, that's admirable. But that doesn't mean that you understand you know, cash flow and inventory and receivables right. and, you yeah, know, accounts payable. And yeah, it, it's, it's not, it's not exactly the same thing. So it, money it, cycle, it, <laughs> right. And so, you know, just because you can manage your personal finances doesn't mean that you automatically understand business finance. So you have to have some training. Yeah. You, uh, and that's what I was just going to say. It's not hard. It's not like, I mean, I can do it, right? <laughs> so uh, there's proof right there. You're capable of doing it. There's hope for everyone out there now. Exactly. It's it's not hard. It's just you got to take the time to to get familiar with the language to get to to where you speak that language. And once you do, it's like, oh yeah, I can do that. Yeah. And, but then you have to have the discipline to do it. And and this is what I'm going to say. I've worked with hundreds of businesses on this front. And you don't just automatically figure out the finances. You want some outside expertise. And there are a plethora of ways to do it. You know, you, you, you can take training programs, you can read books, you can get mentors. It really you can hire people. Yeah. Like, like there are a lot of options. But the truth of the matter is you need to educate yourself on finance. Yeah. Period. 
period. Even if you're not the one doing it, you can't make yeah. the smart management decisions that you need to be able to make to stay competitive in any industry. I don't care what industry it is. Mm-hmm. If you don't understand finance, you are giving up a competitive edge, period. Yeah. And so you've got a CFO and you're like, oh, my CFO does it. Oh, my accountant does it. Doesn't matter. Educate yourself because the decision-making process, the CFO's job is to keep the finances straight for the company. But you as an owner still have to make decisions. And these are financial decisions that have huge financial impact. And if you don't understand what the, you know, I mean, just look, is your CFO frustrated? If your CFO is frustrated, that's an indication that you need to learn a little bit to speak that language. Yeah. You know, and it's on you. It a hundred percent, it is on you to learn. It doesn't mean that you have to know the ins and outs, you know, you don't have to get a degree in accounting, right? but you've got to get educated. Yeah. You have to be able to speak that language for sure. Well, I suppose it's time to tie this one off. (laughs) Maybe there will be a part three. Maybe there won't. You'll just have to hang on and see. But we've really enjoyed this. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It's been a pleasure. Please reach out to us with any comments or questions. We are at ryan at marketingmanagementmoney.com and we will catch you on the next one. Take care. Take control of your business today. Go to learndesk.us and search marketing management and money for the small business insights you've always wanted. Be sure to stay tuned for new episodes on the first and third Wednesdays of every month and make sure to subscribe to be notified when we release bonus content such as interviews and short discussions.